Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Left Media Podcast. We're your hosts, I'm Mitchell. And I'm Mike. And today we're doing the second movie in Christopher Nolan's Batman universe, uh, The Dark Knight. Probably the most uh, critically acclaimed film out of the out of the three. Super excited about it. Yeah, I believe so. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, it actually, I didn't know this, but it, it, it won a couple of Oscars and was nominated for more more than that. It uh, Heath Ledger, of course, won for uh, Best Supporting Actor. Um, Posthumously. Right. His, well his, his, his father, mother, and sister accepted the award uh, on his behalf. Um, it also, uh, Richard King... One in the sound editing category. Uh, it was also nominated for cinematography, film editing, art direction, makeup, sound mixing, uh, and visual effects. Jeez, I and, didn't know all that. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I didn't, I didn't either. And uh, and it also uh, Heath Ledger also won the uh, the Golden Globe for the uh, the uh, supporting actor as well. Um, the film itself was released in 2008, uh, directed by Christopher Nolan, uh, also screenplay by Christopher Nolan and Jonathan Nolan, a story by David S. Goyer, and characters by Bob Kane. Stars Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne in Batman, Heath Ledger as Joker, Aaron Eckhart as Harvey Dent, Michael Caine as Alfred, and Maggie Gyllenhaal as Rachel, also Morgan Freeman as Lucius Fox, and Gary Oldman as Gordon. Uh, the plot, according to Rotten Tomatoes, quote, with the help of allies Lieutenant Jim Gordon and D.A. Harvey Dent, Batman has been able to keep a tight lid on crime in Gotham City. But when a vile young criminal calling himself the Joker suddenly throws the town into chaos, the Cape Crusader begins to tread a fine line between heroism and vigilantism. Uh, I'd like to read um, a, a just a little bit of a review that Peter Travers of Rolling Stone gave this film. Um, I just liked some of the verbiage involved. Um, quote, Heads up, a thunderbolt is about to rip into the blanket of bland we call summer movies. The Dark Knight, uh, director Christopher Nolan's absolute stunner of a follow-up to 2005's Batman Begins, is a potent provocation decked out as a comic book movie. Uh, feverish action? Check. Dazzling spectacle? Check. Devilish fun? Check. But Nolan is just warming up. There's something raw and elemental at work in this artfully imagined universe. Striking out from his Batman origin story, Nolan cuts through to a deeper dimension. In uh, quote. That's, um, that makes a lot of sense to me because um, I, 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 I thought this movie was a, a great... Um, it's a great installment in the trilogy, but I think it on its own helped push movies of this genre and this kind forward a great deal. The first one, as you said last week, Batman Begins laid the groundwork for that, but it wasn't until this one that I was really blown away by it and really realized that, you know, this is something that's going to be um, talked about for, for some time and and is really, you know, pretty impactful as a film, um, not just in its genre. Right. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people hail Terminator Two as 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 one of the greatest sequels of 
of all time, and and I think the Dark Knight gives it gives it a good run for its money for for best sequel. Yeah, in in a series of, and, of films, an Empire Empire Strikes Back is probably the best though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and it's it's I mean. It, like you said, it, it's just going to be talked about for years to come. Uh, it, it's one of my most favorite movies ever. Uh, as 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 we've talked about, like I, I I was a huge fan of Batman. I still am. Like, uh, but um, I understand the, all the flaws and critiques of them. But 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 from this perspective of of just a, a fan of movies and a fan of comic books. I mean, this was the perfect amalgamation of the two, and, and, yep. and you don't get any better than that. I and I still don't think I've seen any Marvel film that uh, quite gets it just right, like like The Dark Knight has. Black Panther. Black, yeah, if, Black. If yeah, that's true. One, that's Black true. Panther. Black Black Panther does rival it a a, a great deal because Black Panther uh, touched on on more social commentary. Than the Dark Knight did. Yeah, and 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 visually, it was very impressive. It was, um, but I, I I think they're both going to be movies that I think are talked about for a long time. And uh, agreed. I would like to uh, to start out before we uh, get much further. I'd like to read a. Uh, some some words from from uh, from Karl Marx All right. that I think are uh, are relevant here. Uh, this is from Karl Marx uh, in 1843. Quote: We develop new principles for the world out of the world's own principles. We do not say to the world, "Cease your struggles; they are foolish." We will give you the true slogan of struggle. We merely show the world what it is really fighting for, and consciousness is something that it has to acquire, even if it does not want to, end quote. And, you know, to me that relates because um, it's all, all of these struggles are relative to, to Gotham, but to the systemic issues like we talked about. And, you know, these principles are kind of compounded upon, uh, you know, the, the, the structure that that is, is built on, which is, you know, this crime and this poverty and these problems, and now in this film, the chaos um, brought upon Gotham is out of you know the systemic issues and the um, capital that has has created the class divide um, and and created these conditions and instead of a a guy in a in a bat suit protecting the status quo we probably need class consciousness in Gotham you know yeah um, yeah that and that is that would be far more efficient and because like like we talked about last week i mean batman has all of these tools and and resources and just flat out money to 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 go on these adventures when he could be spending that money uh, better for, for for the to enhance the the lives of these criminals rather than because like if you look at it like why 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 are they stealing because there's a lack of money so mm-hmm. if you like 
allocate your your resources better and whatnot. And and rather than if you if you give them a reason to not steal, and and become desperate, then you I mean that's your problem. And one, you don't have to dress up like a fucking bat. Mm-hmm. And two, uh, you don't have to try out for Slipknot every time you want to say something. <laughs> and three, you eliminate crime. Yeah, for, for the for the most part. Well, and it's like. At no point is he like, I'm going to invest in infrastructure or I'm going to, you know, try and involve myself in, in systemic change or some sort of movement or government in Gotham, you know. Um, no overhaul exists. It's Everything's basically fine. There is corruption, but um, there's corruption in government, but it's not the form of government that is the problem. There's corruption in the police department, but it is not the police department or institution that is the problem. There's corruption in um, the streets of Gotham, but it's the mob bosses and, you know, and and the criminals, and, um, you know, it has nothing to do with... None none of it is is really uh, working toward consciousness of of the issues at, at hand. Right, agreed. And... I mean, it. He just compiles it, unfortunately, because it. It's basically like, oh, you're poor and desperate, and and need shit. Let me beat the fuck out of you to make it even worse. Well, and if you talk about like in this film, Harvey Dent is is talked about as kind of like the hero Gotham needs and stuff, and but it's like there's kind of that back and forth of. Does Batman protect the people, or does he protect kind of the idea of the status quo of Gotham? But there's also, is is what Bruce Wayne is doing, using his, his money to, and his resources to be Batman, is that maybe just taking the, the you know idea that the people can um, create some sort of movement that can change Gotham um, is that maybe just taking that and saying now we rely on this individual and their resources um, instead of a collective effort to improve Gotham uh, it kind of takes it out of the hands of the people you know, and puts it in the hands of one very rich bat which is strange yeah. but um, and so there's a lot of talk about hope and, and a lot of who, do, who, who should we believe in, you know, in this, in this one. Um, and there, there's some more government and kind of bureaucracy, um, because of Harvey Dent, uh, his, his character is the DA and, um, and the mayor's involved and, you know, but it's, it's, it really ignores that almost altogether. And uh, and and kind of pits one chaotic guy who who is supposed to be insane or something, and um, and and you know just pits him against um, a, a very wealthy bat with many resources, and that's the fate of the city, mm-hmm. you know, instead of anything to do with um, any kind of real movement to improve the conditions or anything, which is interesting, but. Um, right, and if you if you factor in like there there's like kind of multiple origin stories for the Joker, and I don't know if you know this, but in um, Alan Moore's uh, 
highly acclaimed comic, uh, The Killing Joke. Uh, I believe it is the one where uh, the Joker's just a regular guy, a, a struggling comedian. He falls in with with the wrong crowd to, to do this uh, heist in a chemical warehouse or, or something to that effect. And that's how he, he, he dresses up as the Red Hood. Gets and Batman knocks him off into the into the vat of chemicals. Oh, and so it, it's always said like Batman is the reason for this all these criminals, and yeah. and he is directly in in that iteration of of the Joker's origin story. He is directly responsible for uh, basically creating the Joker. Wow. That's interesting because we made that kind of parallel last week between his father and and Wayne Enterprises and uh, having a lot to do with widening that that gap and that uh, between the rich and the poor in Gotham. Yeah. So I mean if, if very interesting Yeah, if, if Bruce Wayne used his 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 resources and, and money better and and uh because all I mean, all of these, um, all these fucking rich ass capitalists, Jeff Bezos could be like, let's let's institute a or initiate a, a, a UBI for for folks and and give them a thousand dollars a month. I mean, even at at like three hundred million Americans, I mean, he makes twenty eight thousand dollars. Every nine seconds, wow! Supposedly, so I mean, it's not like it's it. It would hurt him, but why does he need? Why does he need to collect all of that money? So if if Batman did something similar to to help the citizens of Gotham and uh, initiate some kind of uh, UBI at, at, at let's say five hundred dollars a month, then 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 like the the catalyst for these conditions is 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 almost removed not that it would totally satiate it but it it would be a start but instead like like we've talked about he just takes it upon himself to use all his money to dress up as a bat and then beat the shit out of these people who just want to be able to live properly yeah and you know, and it could be argued uh, that that something like that kind of, of UBI instituted, um, or or you know, some charitable work of, of some sort, um, giving you know, the conditions could just further those conditions because you know they have to spend the money in the society and system in which they live, and so that could. Still not that'd be no more than a band aid, and still could exacerbate the, sure, the divide. Sure. But it's just interesting to me that um, that that Wayne Enterprises and Thomas Wayne um, kind of created some of the issues that ended yep. up being the death of him, as to where Batman sometimes um, uh, creates or furthers. Um, the existence of these uh, yeah, characters, and like you talked to, to, about, to his own and to Gotham's detriment. Right, like you talked about, it it it's supposed to create hope, but who who, who for? Well, in one guy who 
who has more resources than everybody else and one day won't be there any longer. Right. So it's not Who's, instilling I mean, anything in the people. Because the the people that that hope for change and, and hope for for betterment of their lives are probably the ones that, that are relying on having to steal. Yeah. Which is is, is just interesting because it, it it's a vicious cycle and, and Batman wants to stop it and and wants to be able but like i said in the last episode i mean even if he managed to weed out every criminal it it would only be temporary because capitalism just creates poverty and and it it just keeps going and going and going yeah and it could be argued that his uh, corporation uh, and its existence in gotham does not prop up the economy but furthers that divide and does you know a lot of damage just by virtue of it existing while he's out fighting crime? You yeah. know, so it's almost like uh, does it really outweigh what you do um, as a corporate um, you know arms manufacturer at this yeah. point? You know, so um, but I think there's a lot of guilt and conflict within Bruce Wayne as well. So I don't think all of this is lost on him. But um, anyways. So let's get into the movie itself a little bit. Okay. Um, what would you What would you rate the film? Just solely as a as a film overall. As a film overall, I I I gotta go with a nine point five. Okay. I really do. It's it's not quite the Godfather on our our list of perfect movies. Yeah. But. Um, God damn it! It it certainly comes close. Um, and I guess as as a comic book movie, I do believe it's ten. Okay. And and so yeah. is Black Panther, like we talked about. So I I think there's like I think Marvel and DC has has reached like the the pinnacle of of their uh, comic book movie adaptations, and and Black Panther and and Dark Knight are are, are their respective. Uh, perfected movies. Yeah, I I mean that's hard to argue with, and I would say overall I give it an probably a nine. I see nine and a half. I I probably uh, as as, a, as, as a, overall as a, just a just, just a, a film good, in itself, right, not not within its genre. Uh, I think I'm pretty happy with a nine um, as a comic book or superhero based movie. At least a nine and a half. It's very hard to argue with a ten, um, just because if you know if there are better movies in this of this kind and in this genre, they're you know very very few. Yeah, agreed. Um, and you know I, I would say that uh, that the the acting was quite a bit better in this one than than in Batman Begins. Um, I, I, I don't think either of us had a favorite uh, scene as far as the acting uh, in Batman Begins. Right. I have probably three, at least three um, of this. I, I would say that uh, the first very well-acted scene is... is Joker um, is Heath Ledger as Joker and his proposition um, to join the the rest of the criminals and yep. and you know uh, and, and magic trick is 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 one of the 
that I mean, how did he make that pencil disappear? <laughs> right. Um, and where did it go? And I think the second is um, is Joker uh, holding the knife to uh, to gamble, and uh, his first the first time he goes into want to know how I got these scars and yeah. that whole thing. Um, also, I I really thought that Maggie Gyllenhaal. Uh, played a, a more believable and effective Rachel Dawes uh, than Katie Holmes in the first one. Uh, her scene with Joker um, on one of his other explanations of how he got his scars, uh, is it's a very tense scene, and it's very well done on both parts. I mean, you could you just believe it, you know. Um, in fact, I wanted more of that scene when Batman came in to save her and interrupted. I, I just thought the chemistry between the two uh, was 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 really great, and uh, overall, I just think it was um, uh, a more sure-footed film uh, than the first, and uh, with more confident directing and, and 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 acting. I thought Aaron Eckhart was good as Harvey Dent as well. Yeah, he was great. I uh, I didn't remember seeing him in much before Dark Knight. Uh, he was pretty good, and and thank you for smoking. But but I I I really think he he uh, doesn't get a lot of credit for for his role as as Harvey Dent uh, because sure. I mean fucking Heath Ledger just shines throughout the whole damn thing and yeah. and soaked it up uh, largely due one to his his just amazing performance too because he he passed away so suddenly right um, so. Do you have any any favorite scenes as far as acting? I, yes, I do. Um, I I thought the whole scene between Joker and Batman during the interrogation was that's right. man, that's just amazing, absolutely sure. amazing. I I love that scene so much from from beginning to end. For it's, sure, it's so good. Agreed. Um, and actually, that's where one of my uh, my favorite. I've got I've got two two favorite lines. Okay, yeah, and, we'll, we'll go ahead and segue into that. And go uh, for it. One of them is is directly between uh, Batman and and the Joker in in the interrogation scene, and then uh, the, the second one follows, kind of sort of after it, but not with Batman. Uh, but between the dialogue between Batman during that whole interrogation scene was incredible but uh i i just really fucking love the line of where he says i'm not a monster i'm just ahead of the curve yeah yeah and that's uh i like that whole dialogue there yeah you know there's a lot uh leading up to that as well um that we'll kind of get into when we get to that scene but yeah um that's a great line uh i think the confidence of the writing is clear um I think just I think from the opening scene on you you you're just kind of um, taken in you know you're kind of uh, swept up by it all and, and brought right in to the story and yeah um, it just it feels a lot a lot more confident um, I uh, I thought that the 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 seamless transition um, between the uh, those robbing the bank, talking about why they call him Joker, yeah, was great. They 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 totally cut scenes to a different conversation mm-hmm. and answered their own question. Um, but uh, 
Um, I thought that was great. Um, you know, of course, I, I, we talked a little bit about how um, there was kind of a line in the first one that much of the narrative of the movie was centered around. Uh, and for this one, I think um, a lot of it has to do with the uh, the the line: uh, "You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain." That Harvey did. Oh say. yeah, I mean, that's, that's a very that's pivotal to the whole thing. So I mean, that's really a well-known um, a line, but it, it it just it really ties everything together. And uh, and another one um, is one of my favorites is when when Alfred's um, talking to Bruce about Joker's. Um, about Joker's, you know, motivations, mm -hmm. because they're hard to find. Uh, he says, uh, quote, some men just want to watch the world burn, end quote. Yeah. And, uh, man, that's an apt description. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's just so much good dialogue when it, it pertains to the Joker, because he, he was such an amazing character. Um, and then my other favorite line is... is after Batman has left to, to uh, try to go save Rachel, um, and the, the other cop is is in the interrogation room with the Joker, and and Joker says uh, that that he he likes to kill with a knife better because you get to savor all the emotions, this that and the other. Uh, he he tells the the or asks the or asks the cop how many of his friends he kills. He says like six or whatever. Uh, and and in that he he goes on to say that you can you can see uh, what they were really like in their dying moments and then he he asked would you would you like to know which one of them were cowards yeah and I was I was just fucking blown away by that it's well and I I really like the line right before it that he where, when he says uh, so in a way I know them better but than yeah you better than did. you yeah um, yeah man it just fucking gets me and in the uh, interrogation scene uh, leading up to the I'm not a monster I'm ahead of the curve when you mention he says yeah. uh, quote to them you're just a freak like me uh, they need you now their morals and their code is just a bad joke dropped at the first sign of trouble these civilized people they'll eat each other and then he, then he goes into the I'm not a monster yeah, um, yeah. and he's oh, talking and to Batman about that and, and so he's really kind of making the parallel between um, them as kind of the outcasts and, mm -hmm. and the rest of Gotham, which is interesting. I'm not sure that's exactly where the lines are drawn in Gotham, but I, yeah, but that is interesting. Another another one that stood out to me. I didn't write this down, but it just came to me is is when uh, Batman discovers by way of Joker that that Rachel is is in captivity and and being held or whatever, and Batman starts beating the ever loving shit out of him, and and Joker just starts laughing yeah. and. Uh, he he says something to the effect of like all that strength and and you have nothing to threaten me with. Yeah. Just just pummeling him yeah. and and he he just laughs it off because he knows Batman isn't going to kill him. Yep. And and just goddamn, it's just such good writing. It is. Um I would say as far as the, you know, like like I said the directing it, it feels more confident. Um and the cinematography was great. I mean, the the visuals were great. I would say, as far as visuals, um, I love the shot when when um, 
when Bruce visits Fox and you see the line of, of the, just the ceilings just lined, lined with lights um, and it's shot kind of from the floor almost at a distance from the floor up yeah kind of and it, and it, and it shows um, just the length of the room and the lights and and in the backdrop of the two of them um, and uh, I, I thought that was great um, just kind of a unique different little little quick thing um but then i thought um another one of him you know perched atop the city as batman but this time it's it's against a deep blue sky and has a a, like a somber tone to it um i thought that that was that was interesting um yeah i always loved the shot of of him in the now it's burn up building uh standing on the pile of rubble yep yep that was another great one um um and also, uh, the later on in the movie, the marching of the police downtown. Yeah. Um, that when you when you see Joker for just a split second without his makeup on, yep. that's great. It's a startling kind of thing. It's striking. Um, almost a tracking shot or or, or something that's kind of. Um, the camera's just working its way down the line of, of, of officers yep. in the in the parade, you know. Um, and suddenly the score plays something shrill and sharp, and you get that just quick flash of, of Joker and, and kind of like a almost like Hitchcock-type thing. Of, yeah, for whatever reason, terror. I've always liked when, when you see a superhero in, in full regalia, but minus the mask. So when... when Bruce is just sitting there in his chair after Rachel's died. He's holding his his mask in his in his hands and lap, and then like you get the the, the overview of the city, and it's it's super cloudy and and gloomy looking. Yeah, I, I thought that was a super good yeah, shot. Yeah, it conveys a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I would say that you know technically as a, as a film, I mean just you know all aspects of it. Uh, really enjoyable. I thought it was it was really great. Much more confident than the first one. I enjoyed it much more. The pace was better. Uh, maybe ten minutes. You you know you may lose ten minutes near the end. I know you mentioned that it felt a little long at the end, but yeah. um, but to me it is a vast improvement from the first one, which is also a very good film. But this one um, blew me away. Yeah. Do you think it's Nolan's best film? Out of out of the the like ten or so that that he's done, um, that's a good question. Interstellar was good. Yeah. I liked that a lot, but I know it doesn't have the universal acclaim that this one does. I really like Dark Knight Rises. It's probably my favorite of the three. Um, oh, okay. Just because I like Bane. Yeah, and yeah, Cat- and Catwoman. Um, and you know. I would say, um, yeah, I don't know. It might be. It might be. What do you think? I think it is. Really? Um, I yeah. I I think uh, I think it's it's definitely my favorite out of out of all ten. Uh, and 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 I really struggle with that because I fucking loved Memento. It's a great damn film itself, and yeah. I think it was his first. It was early on for sure, um, and. You know, I, I kind of I, I struggle with um, with some of that too. I, I, I really liked, you know, he hit that stride of, of um, kind of with these movies, 
um, and then followed it up with a couple of really um, really great movies that got a lot of um, the conception. Yeah, you know, yeah. got a lot of acclaim. Um, I I thought Inception near the end of it got away from him a little bit, um, but it was very good, very layered. You know, it was well done. Yep. Um, so, good question. Um, all right. Uh, if you want to jump into some of the politics of it now, I think you have anything else to say about the movie itself? Nope. All right. Um, so let's jump in. You know, some some of these. Uh, issues are going to be similar to the ones discussed in the in the first one. They're just kind of series, yeah. you know, issues for the whole whole thing because obviously we're dealing with the same. Yeah, same I think this one's a little bit more of a philosophical mm-hmm. kind of thing rather than um, political. I mean, there there's there's obviously still like political stuff that that we can extrapolate from it. But this one's more about like chaos versus order and and different and clashing uh, philosophies. Um, the, the Joker seems to to be a, a thing of a fan of like choices people make throughout the film. Yeah, it, it is. You know, you're right about that, and 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 I think that um, we see that, but we also see more bureaucratic kind of politics. You know, like a lot. We see a lot of the bureaucracy. I feel like that's highlighted. That's true. That's because true. Because of the DA, and yeah. the mayor, and um, some of the, the stuff. The like corruption that. within the Gotham City Police Department is is is, is more touched on as well. Yeah, I mean, I so I, we we uh, it's overall more of a philosophical bent, um, big picture kind of kind of stuff, um, big questions, but uh, but still, it's there's that bureaucratic bent, which is interesting. We'll touch on that just briefly because um, it's it's definitely not the focus of the film. But um, I would say uh, issues are domestic terror. Yeah, I think that. More than in the first film, uh, there Joker is a domestic terrorist who is you know out looking for for chaos and um, and uh, we'll get into his motives a little bit later. But but I, there's definitely acts of domestic terrorism. Um, there's order and bureaucracy versus chaos and anarchy in mm-hmm. a sense. Um, we'll get into tendencies if possible you know it's it's really hard to to pinpoint or or stick joke anything yeah. any, any label on on joker but um but he does refer to anarchy and chaos quite a bit um there are uh, still you know recurring issues of reform versus kind of a revolutionary uh, systemic change um there's direct action illegalism um you know different Different acts uh, of 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 whatever you'd like to call it um, from Joker and uh, a good deal of surveillance as well. Yeah. So uh, that's what we're gonna what we're gonna explore here. Um, so let's jump in. Okay. So uh, we're just gonna kind of start working down the plot, and when we find these issues, we will um, we will discuss them. You know, it starts out with. Uh, a, a, Gang of criminals uh, robbing a Gotham mob bank. 
um, uh, murdering each other uh, until the mastermind remains, who is the Joker, who escapes with the money. Um, then Batman and District Attorney Harvey Dent and Lieutenant Jim Gordon form an alliance to rid Gotham of this organized crime. Um, Bruce believes that uh, with Dent as Gotham's uh, you know hero, he can uh, stop being Batman and just kind of settle down with Rachel. And you know that goes back to Harvey Dent being the 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 hero Gotham needs, right? Right, the, um, the White Knight as yeah. opposed to Batman's Dark Knight. However, um, uh, which is a great juxtaposition there, but. Um, uh, Rachel and, and Dent are dating at the time, um, so that could complicate things. But, um, you know, the, the, the mob boss, uh, Sal Maroney and, uh, and Gamble are uh, holding a video conference with their accountant, Lau, mm-hmm. um, who has taken their funds and fled to Hong Kong. Uh, Joker interrupts. This is that great scene we were talking about. And uh, and he he propositions them uh, to kill Batman, and says Batman will find Lau, which he does in Hong Kong. And uh, yeah, ho- ho- hold on before you before you go too much further into that. I uh, that's that's where one of my um, favorite lines come up. Or, well, not necessarily favorite lines, but uh, I I thought it was. Uh, Interesting that that he says in that meeting with with Gamble and and Maroney um, that he he specifically says if you're good at something never do it for free right and that was really interesting to me because he goes on to to to, to burn I know his half of the money so I know. he he and he goes on to even say like it, it, it's it's not about the money it's about the message. So it it's he keeps everybody on their toes throughout the whole film. You think you you think you get his motives and and whatnot, and yep. then he changes it. Yep, it's uh, it's very strange because it, at first I was like, when he said that, they said, "Why haven't you done it then? You know, if you can kill Batman." Um, and then he said that, uh, "Don't do it for I don't do it, I won't do it for free." You know, if you if you're good at something. Um, and I thought, well, maybe he's not this chaotic guy that they're painting him as. Yeah. But then I, I remembered that he, you know, he does. He just burns the whole the whole stash of, you know, of money at, at near the end. And so it's like maybe he just kind of knows what makes each person or group kind of tick, like knows what motivates them and how mm-hmm. to talk with them. And so... Um, that was the way he was able to communicate something to them. I mean, it's really interesting just to keep everything moving along, you know, kind of in his plan. I, but then did, did he have a master plan? I don't know because he's so much about um, chaos and, and, and he's a loose cannon. So it's like you can also question, did he have a master plan? Was this some brilliant thing from the beginning? Was he just winging it the whole time and just enjoying it? Yeah, I think overall his his uh, his master plan was, um, I think it I think it was divided in into to three different things. He wanted to break something of yeah. some of some 
sword. He either wanted to to to, to break Batman, um, break the city, or break Harvey Dent. Um, and it was all about choices, like I I I said. Um, the the choice of of pitting the 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 regular civilians against the inmates, uh, pitting Batman versus Joker to to uh, see if he could push Batman because like again referring back to Alan Moore's uh, the the Killing Joke, um, he said that all it takes is one bad day to to drive someone insane. So so this is like all of these things that he's like manipulated and 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 like turned against Batman, the, 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 the turning of Dent, um, the, the getting the, the people to, to kill each other, uh, from the, from the boats and, 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 uh, killing Rachel. Like, like, I think this was all like all planned to, to, to get Batman to, to snap because no one individual, uh, should, should be able to plan all of this stuff out. Right. And, and ultimately, like it's 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 a problem that that Batman won't ever kill him because he never does in the comic books, yeah. and and Joker just continues to. It, it's part of his like centrist, dead in the fucking middle. Batman's uh, yeah yeah line of thought that that continues to get these people killed or, or injured or maimed or whatever you want to call it. Uh, because Batman won't go against his his one rule, and and some can look at it as a as a fine rule to have, and and what an upstanding guy. But where does that rule really get you when when this person is is still committing these atrocities? Does it are are you really like doing like the right thing here? Right, and that's the thing is. It's used against him as often as it works for him. Yeah, you know. So, um, which we've seen, you know, in in many different cases politically, um, you know, that happens as well. Um, but, uh, but that's a very good point. Um, you know, he he goes to to Hong Kong, gets Lao, brings him back, and uh, and. Uh, there is um, a point in which Bruce decides to uh, reveal his identity um, before he can. However, Dent announces that he's Batman. Yeah. Um, and and this is interesting as well um, because it, it's back to kind of who Gotham needs Bruce Wayne to be. Does Gotham need Batman? Does Gotham need uh, Harvey Dent? Is it a trust in the system, uh, a possible, you know, reforming of Gotham uh, by way of someone like Harvey Dent and and the mayor? Um, Or, you know, it's that kind of crisis there, uh, an inner conflict for for Bruce. Yeah, and, and again, like, I don't know why Bruce, like, suddenly has this trust in the system because we can go back to Batman Begins where if if the, the, the city or the government or whatever can get a bigger fish by letting uh, Joe Chill go, uh, the city gets their guy, 
but but Bruce Wayne doesn't get any justice. Um, and and so like putting it all on 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 the means of, of, of the system is is fucked because like somebody's gonna get fucked somewhere. Yeah. Either either the uh, the, the the bad guys go free, um, or or whatever, and or the 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 smaller dude gives up the bigger dude, and then the the innocent family looking for justice somewhere else down the line gets fucked because they don't get any any real justice. Much like we see. Uh, and, and today, with with how how many fucking pigs get off, they 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 don't receive. They I mean they've they've clearly murdered somebody, yep. mostly people of color, and I, I think it was just recently that that uh, I don't know the full details of the case, but but this this uh, cop m- murdered a, another person of color. Uh, spent years in jail, and and the family sued, and a jury awarded them four fucking dollars for the funeral. Oh, I did. Yeah, I saw that. And then, like they that. they uh, they redid it, they revised it, and then it was only like four cents because of like he could have been drunk or intoxicated or higher or something to that effect. So. The four dollars that <laughs> that this poor family did get ended up like not even like that's a slap in the face as it is four oh, yeah. fucking dollars yeah for sure um, so I mean the 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 system's broke it and it'll probably always be broke there's there I mean I just don't see a lot of way for for reform through that system well and it's interesting because. Dent is almost protecting Batman and saying he shouldn't turn himself in. Um, so it's it's like th- this is this is almost seen as radical or courageous action in the film. It's almost kind of cast in that light. Yeah. Um, for Dent to do this, um, so that Batman can stay out there on the streets doing what he's doing, which is an endorsement from Dent to Batman essentially and his way of doing things. When Batman's on the on the other page saying, you know, maybe I should give it up for Dent. Um, but it's funny because they're both essentially fighting for the same thing. It's just yeah. more of a jurisdiction issue than anything, mm-hmm. which is talked about in in um, why he can go to Hong Kong and bring Lao back, right? So it's they're both they're both you know really kind of fighting for reform uh, and 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 kind of status quo. Um, stuff rather than systemic change, but it's almost like the narrative is is kind of it's it's all cast in this light of this this you know courageous action. Um, the Dent is doing something radical by protecting Batman so yeah. he can stay on the streets, which is strange. Uh, it's really just using Batman as a as a tool of the of the institution and and the system. Um, it's it's Dent using Batman as an extension of the the criminal justice system and taking advantage of the fact that he has the resources and is above the law in a sense yeah which is troubling um, and it's uh, Batman is simply an aggressive reformer with no jurisdiction yeah. you know I mean that's that's kind of the way I think about it and, and an extension you know a tool of the same ideas that got everyone in this situation so um, I think that's 
that's telling there. Um, yeah. Uh, and, you know, it, this is all kind of uh, interwoven throughout the film because at one point uh, D.A. Dent takes um, one of the Joker's kind of crew members after that big march. Um, he, he grabs him and takes him out and interrogates him uh, in some remote place and kind of foreshadows uh, the Two-Face thing, mm-hmm. flips the coin, and um, his belief in the system he is a part of is kind of fading in a sense, you know? Um, I think that... Uh, and then Batman interrupts him, mm-hmm. right? And and though I will say Batman has a good point of saving the man as he knows he is a victim of Joker's manipulation and is from Arkham. Right. So that's, you know, I understand that, Um that he's kind of kind of a, a one of Joker's victims in a sense, um, but and and I I, I kind of want to touch on that real quick because I thought that was interesting that um, I, we could we could easily like weave in um, some 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 determinism right there because like whereas Harvey Dent like likes to leave it up to fate or whatever we've seen like. If he wants to kill somebody, he's going to. Right. And it doesn't matter what the coin says. Mm-hmm. If 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 Two Face wants to to kill this person, I mean, because it it showed in the fact that when he was in the back of the car with with Maroni or whatever, he flipped the coin. It comes up the good side for for Maroni, but then he does it again for the driver. So I mean. It's, yeah, it, he still controls it, you know. He's yeah, still con- it's, and it's like if 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 it, it's still the 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 conditions are going to dictate something yeah. occur, you know. Um, and so I, you could argue that you could go very very far down that rabbit hole, I guess. But um, but I agree. I think yeah. that uh, that you know materially and and from a kind of a determinist perspective um it's 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 all kind of in place and um he is is on this path because his belief in the whole system based on the conditions um and the environment of gotham it's it's changing him Mm-hmm. And and it's the, those are what is determining the things that are happening in right. in, in my belief uh, when I watch it. But uh, Batman at this point tells Harvey that his reforms are at risk of being you know delegitimized and uh, with his by his actions you know mm-hmm. politics kind of that bureaucratic kind of thing and, and the politics of it if you're seen doing this no one will trust you kind of thing comes in um, and this is another example of the judicial system and. Uh, juxtaposed against the reformist ideas because um, it's almost as if all these characters are on the verge of knowing systemic change is needed but still rely on reform. You know, still um, it's central to this trilogy because yeah. they're all coming right up against what they they believe is right and wrong and they kind of have to grapple with pushing past that to achieve the the things that may be necessary, mm-hmm. um, you know, Batman has to push right up against killing someone, uh, and ultimately, you know, quote unquote, letting them die, not saving them, right? Right. Um, uh, and and Harvey Dent now has to uh, 
has to do the same with his ideas of the justice system and uh, which he is you know a participant in and and so that's that's kind of a central theme i think um yeah is, good point is you know that juxtaposition still and those ideas of you know you have this idea of who you're going to be or what you need to be and the conditions still kind of determine it yeah. they, they really don't care they, no. they they you know they they determine what uh what is needed to happen um which i think is yeah pretty telling of, mm-hmm. of like you said some of the more philosophical um undercurrents in this film all right what i'd like to focus on now is um joker's motivation i think that that is probably the the most difficult thing to really figure out i mean there's a really uh, you know we could talk a long time about it i mean there there's a really nice um as far as the everything involved in the the film i mean there's a really nice arc of kind of figuring out the joker right and that's kind of a centerpiece here um it's like like you said earlier is he doing it for the money at the beginning, you think so, maybe you know, and it's like you're not sure, and and you you just kind of you you kind of take this arc. There's this, you know, uh, there's no real explanation, but through his explanation of how he got his scars and that changing, and you know, um, just there's there's really just this discovery throughout the whole film mm-hmm. of the Joker, and um, I guess I can take that time real quick to uh and then we can kind of play off of it to to read uh famed comedian Patton Oswalt has a uh a theory on the Joker that I I found super interesting uh it's kind of lengthy but but uh I think it's I think it's super worth talking about Yeah, you want to you want to quote him real quick? Yeah, so uh quote I've always liked the theory that Heath Ledger's Joker in Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight is a war veteran suffering PTSD. His referencing a truckload of soldiers getting blown up, his ease with military hardware and his tactical ingenuity and precision planning all feel like an ex-Special Forces soldier returned stateside and dishing out payback. I love films that contain enough thought and shading to sustain post-screening theorizing like this. But I just rewatched The Dark Knight... And another wrinkle came to mind about the Joker. What if he's not only ex-military, but ex-military intelligence, specifically, interrogation? He seems to be very good at the kind of mindfuckery that sustained professional interrogation requires. His boast about how I know the squealers when I see one, uh, specifically regarding Lau... Right. Uh, the way he adjusts his personality and methods depending on who he's talking to and knowing exactly the reaction he'll get, mocking Gamble's manhood, invoking terror to Brian, the false Batman, teasing the policewoman's sense of loyalty to his fallen fellow cops, digging into Gordon's isolation, appealing to Harvey Dent's hunger for fairness. He even conducts a reverse interrogation with Batman when he's in the box at the police station, wanting to see how far... Batman will go trying to make him break his one rule. He constantly changes his backstory and thus who he is. To Gamble and his henchmen, he's an abused child, figuring that they were also the products of abuse and neglect, 
To Rachel, he's a man mourning a tragic love, something she's also wrestling with. In the end, he ends up trying to mindfuck an entire city, and the city calls his bluff. Or is that what he wanted all along? He plum plummets to his seeming death, laughing like a child. And when he's rescued by Batman, the one individual he couldn't manipulate or break, he's blissful and relieved and visually turned on his head. Even the language he uses when saying goodbye to Batman, describing their relationship as an irresistible force meeting an immovable object, is the kind of thing an interrogator would say, ruefully, about a fruitless session. It didn't matter how he turned or how he got those scars, turns out. Uh, as Then he goes on to say, as Cody Glive points out in a comment below, the Joker also directs Batman's interrogation of him like an instructor with a newbie. Never start with the head. The victim gets all fuzzy. Uh, and then he goes on to say, uh, the Joker uses the Russian's dogs against him and later sticks him on Batman, just like the pictures from Abu, uh, I'm going to try not to massacre this last name, uh, Garib, of the prisoners being terrified of the dogs. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I thought that was super interesting and and very cool. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. I mean, all of, any of those theories are you know I love to hear that stuff because as he says as he calls it um, post screening theorization or whatever that's yeah. that's what we do here. That's the whole that's the whole reason we do this. So um, I'm glad that that you know. I'm I'm happy when any film gets people thinking like that about yeah. about these things in any um, in any way. But yeah, I think that's very interesting. I mean, um, uh, I think you know is he is he just in it for the chaos and the destruction? We don't know if 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 a lot of this is a is like a master plan and premeditated. I mean, or how premeditated it is, I guess, uh, because there is a plan. But are they kind of like one-off incidents, um, and is he just getting getting his kicks, or you know? Yeah, because he even says to Dent while they're in the hospital after Dent gets blown halfway to hell that. That uh, he's like a, a he he does he look like a, a a a guy with a plan? No, he he he's like a, a dog that that chases car and, and right. cars and he wouldn't know what to do if he if he actually caught one. Right. Um, he says that, that Gordon or is, is schemers, Batman's a schemer, um, and, and he likes to, to to take the the schemes and then turn them on themselves. Yeah, he says. Uh he says, quote, you know what I am? I'm a dog chasing cars. I wouldn't know what to do if I caught it. I just do things. Yeah. Uh, which is telling. He says, uh, quote, mob, the mob has plans. The cops have plans. Gordon has plans. Uh, schemers trying to control their little worlds. Uh, I'm not. I try to show them how pathetic their attempts to control things are. Uh, you were a schemer. You had plans. And look where it got you, end quote. Obviously, like you said, talking to, to Dent in the hospital, which... You know, enrages Dent. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think he's as as innocent as as he like wants to portray. I, I think he's uh, extremely intelligent and ex- knows exactly what he's doing in terms of of uh, manipulating all of this, mm-hmm. all of this stuff to 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 uh, show that that. Chaos is is 
either runs better or works better or yeah he's definitely got like a theory or a, or a mission i mean it, it's 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 interesting you know back to alfred kind of talking to bruce about his motives um he in telling him he may misunderstand joker earlier in the film he's he tells him a story about being in in burma and uh, alfred working for the government uh when he was younger in in burma to to use these stones to bribe uh, certain certain people um, for for certain things, and um, they were stolen by a bandit. Um, and then he, he he says he they they never could find them, um, but they uh, the stones well they couldn't find them for a long time. And 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 then he he sees a kid playing with one. He just threw him away. You know he couldn't be bought. I guess was the purpose yeah. of this whole thing. Um, and that's when he goes into some men want to watch the world burn. It's more of that arc figuring out the Joker, and it's foreshadowing um, for when uh, when later on, after Rachel dies um, and Harvey's injured, um, uh, he uh, Bruce asks uh, Alfred if he ever uh, caught the bandit that did that. And he says, yes, um, and Bruce asks how, and he says, quote, we burn the forest down, end quote, which is another allusion to kind of scorched earth policies yeah. and procedures regarding uh, kind of or relating to being used in Gotham as well. Um, but I, 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 Joker in, in, the, in the hospital, he follows um, a lot of this up with... Uh, Kind of a, um, a, a declaration uh, of sorts. It's, quote, uh, if I told the press that a gangbanger would get shot or a truckload of soldiers would be blown up, no one would panic because it's all part of the plan. Now that's very interesting. Um, but then, uh, but when I say one little mayor will die, everyone loses their minds. Uh, introduce a little anarchy, upset the order, and everything becomes chaos. You know the thing about chaos? It's fair. End quote. And see, that is a that's something I think we could spend a little time on because it's not. Uh, I guess he's saying, you know, hands off. You know, let uh, let the chips fall where they may, and let no one determine anyone else's. Um, Fate. But again, from a deterministic kind of perspective, is that even possible? You know. Yeah. Um, I also like in that scene where, uh, as he's saying all of that, he's he's like putting this gun in, in Harvey's hands and and cocking the, the, the cocking it back and whatnot, and the the whole time as he's like letting Dent gonna go ahead and like flip the coin to see whether he lives or dies. The whole time he's got his, his finger on the hammer of the of the gun, so that even if the uh, the dent pulls it, it's not going to fall, so it won't kill him. That's interesting. Um, and, and and yeah, I think that the way he engages in direct action and an illegal action and um, what you might refer to as the acts of domestic terror. Um, that's interesting. I, there, I I cannot find any 
tendency, uh, anarchist tendency on, yeah. the, on the left to... Or even on the right. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's there's not enough organization in, in his thought no. to really link him to something like that, which I think uh, we should mention much of the, you know, mainstream media and these kind of films and, and art in a lot of ways misinterprets or misrepresents maybe what true anarchist or well any philosophy really true, yeah. what any any philosophy or, or 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 ideology or anything could be very often they are kind of distilled down into this um um almost you know caricature or something i mean that that's not really the right word but you know it's kind of a kind of uh, broken down into a simpler form and almost a, a, a less accurate, you know, less detail. Anarchism is is and and like you said, uh, other forms, but uh, specifically like uh, anarchism is is just sensationalized. Yeah. To 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 be like just no law, no no nothing, no order, just just yeah. all flat out chaos. Where I mean, there there still is like order with within an anarchist well, yeah, and tendency. It, and, it, and it entirely depends upon the tendency and the line of thought. Um, but I mean, yeah, there there is like uh, illegalist and 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 uh, I think and uh, I think it's like in individualist anarchism or right. or something to that right. effect. Which and which that's is, almost that's something maybe close. Yeah, you know, but but it's still. Um, but it's, it's maybe considered a post-left uh, tendency or something, and and, and maybe, um, but still not because it, it's not for the liberation of of the people. Well, I, which even you like, could argue that because he says he wants fairness, and 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 that's why he does this. Anarchy is fair, so it's not. But he, you know, he he, I guess could in his in his mission statement kind of covers that. He wants. Fairness, I guess. Um, he wants a balance, which is strange. But he he mm-hmm. has to create such chaos to find, to to tear everything down. I guess to create, you know, this state where anarchy and chaos can be the thing that finds some sort of natural balance. So, um, you know, it, it's it's uh, it's 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 kind of dicey, you know. It's kind of um, it, he is trying to. It, it, I don't know. I'm not saying it's a good liberation effort, and uh, and I can't find a tendency that 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 really aligns. But he does have these this this idea. At least he tells Dent he does, which is interesting because he could just be saying that to Dent, you know. Because as we've pointed out. All Every, throughout this yeah, whole thing, he changes everything. He changes everything. He so he could just be appealing to Dent's sense of right or wrong, or or own, Dent's own philosophy on something. You know, so we could take this to be yeah, because near, he tries to uh, to appeal to to everybody that he's he comes in contact. Well, with. and he just knows how to communicate things to them. Yeah, and Dent is a, a public servant who. You know, has ideas about you know, and philosophies about the way the world is supposed to work, or something, and and um, and so maybe he's just maybe we take it maybe as a mission statement, in, independent of all of that, as you know, because it's kind of near the climax of the film, but it could be 
rather than that, just another kind of uh, illusion of one, um, which is just uh, appealing to Harvey Dent's sense of, of his more political mind or, or sense of justice or fairness or whatever. So that's interesting, too. Yeah, it, it could I, not be the, the Joker's individual um, philosophy. It, it could just be something that he, uh, you know, uses to, you know, push Harvey Dent's buttons. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was wild and and telling that even because after the movie, like you and I researched all kinds of of anarchist uh, tendencies on 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 both the left and the right, and he he uh, the the closest that we found was was maybe individualist. Um, anarchism but even there's a there's a problem with that on being on the left and then there's even a problem with you go to the right and you check out anarcho-fascism and it's still not that yeah so and it it's just weird that even in a real life uh kind of setting you still can't label him like he uh, he, he's just an an un Label, unlabelable, unlabelable. I guess. Uh, <laughs> However, yeah. you want to say that. Like, like you, you just—it's impossible to. And and I think uh, going goes, back, I think that's just a credit to to the writing. Uh, still, and and just uh, I don't know. It's. And you could then argue that maybe he is um, a bit, you know, um. um Maybe maybe it does have something to do with the PTSD or something. Maybe going back to Patton Oswalt's theory. Yeah. Um, because you know maybe he does just need a sense of of. Um, it seems like he in this film he needs a sense of chaos and and that could you know going off of Patton Oswalt's theory and off of the theory that it's just a it's not a a, a declaration or a mission statement or, or anything a confession of 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 ideology or philosophy to Harvey Dent, it's just using him again, um, and, and appealing to his sense of, of, of justice and, and politics. Um, it could just be that he's, um, that's what is going to get him to the next, you know, part of the story. Uh, yeah. you know, so, um, it could be that it could be that there is again, no master plan. Who knows? Um, so, uh, um, let us know, folks. Uh, if you, if this is a definitely a an interesting topic. I mean, you, you could we could talk about this for a long time. There's a bunch of different theories on it. Um, hit us up at uh, at Left Media Pod on Twitter. Tell us what you think. What motivates the Joker? I, I saw this one thing that uh, that said. Joker isn't an anarchist, but Batman is. Um, uh, yeah, that was... That's strange. That was just hilarious to me. I, uh, that, that, uh... Yeah. I mean, he's just a tool of the DA at one point in this film. Yeah, I so mean, that's... he, he's, he's all about maintaining the status quo, as, as we've talked about yeah. several times. It's just super, what a... What a strange thing to label Batman of all people with. Yeah. Um, 
I, uh, I also think it's really important to note here that within his statement, again, uh, quote, if I told the press that a gangbanger would get shot or a truckload of soldiers would be blown up, no one would panic because it's all part of the plan. That is in kind of, you know, well, it is, it's it's saying, it's not even implying, it's, he's just saying that there is a plan and a design in place, a, you know, in this system that has, I guess, desensitized us or, or had us come to expect casualties of war. Um, yeah, or, I thought it... Or, or, you know... Sorry. Oh, you're good. Um, or... Um, you know, uh, gangbangers getting shot, as he says. Um, that all alludes to to a design and kind of, a again, a, a materialist and, and then maybe determinist kind of perspective of, you know, this is put in place and, and it's all going to kind of have a domino effect yeah. and people accept it at this point because it's in the design. But then... Um, which a great deal of that is true, and I believe that. Yeah, I um, thought it was. I thought it was very comparable to uh, Childish Gambino's "This Is America" video, where where we just accept the fact that a, a, a guy gets shot in the back of the head, or or a, a, a church choir gets executed, and we just keep going, and we right. just keep watching him dance, and 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 I think that was the 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 largest critique. I mean. Uh, the, Critique that 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 Childish Gambino and the director of the video had of America, not so much right. our critique of the video. No, understandable. I mean, agreed. And and you know, it's it's an interesting theme. It's 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 because then you talk about um, him upsetting the order and and preferring that chaos take over. That does sound like a philosophy. He's saying yeah. that there's an order and a design that is flawed and corrupt and has created this and that he believes that can be changed um, by almost just doing away with all of it. So that points to more of a, a political yeah. event. Yeah. But uh, anyways, uh, I, I, before we get out of here, I, I think we want to talk just a little bit about like the surveillance aspect yeah. near the end. Um I mean, well, even yeah. at the beginning, because Bruce is is spying on Rachel and, and Harvey Dent dating. True, true. Kind of creepy. Um, so, you know, he has this. It's another great shot. I mean, he's got this wall of like TVs, I guess, or monitors. whatever monitors. Yeah, um, and uh, and and he says, "Beautiful, isn't it?" Um, and, and Fox replies with, quote, beautiful, unethical, dangerous. Uh, and he's, you know, he's kind of holding him to his um, ethics there because Bruce very often says, I have the money and resources, so it must be okay that I do it. Yeah. He's always Again, about resorting what, back to his privilege from... Yeah, what, what can I do? Not necessarily questioning should. Should yeah. he do this shit? Uh, and... Uh, and he says, "You've turned every cell phone in Gotham into a microphone." And then they uh, they talk about how there's sonar involved, sonar locating in the in the technology. Fox uh, reiterates that it's wrong and asks, "At what cost? You know, is this all happening?" And Fox resigns at that point, says he won't be a part of it. 
Um, and, and so that kind of, um, that kind of brings us to, to the question of, and I'll just ask you, I mean, is surveillance used for quote unquote greater good still unethical if it, you know, and wrong if it saves lives and prevents catastrophic events, because that's what we grapple with when we talk about it in this country, because they say it's a national security issue, right? And so they say uh, it's a national security issue, it's a must, we have to have this, we're only spying on certain types of people, we're only, you know, whatever, whatever the the, the line is, Um, and it's to protect everybody, Um, you know, that 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 comes up in this film is it you know and 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 we'll post that question to 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 everybody on twitter and everything out there too i mean you know is surveillance still is it is it is it okay if it is for the quote unquote greater good and who decides what that greater good is and is it totally subjective because of that what do you think Man, that's that's such a, a, a hard question to answer. Uh, uh, I think ultimately, we we see so many times in, in in like these examples of if you see something, say something. Nine times out of ten, it's it's fucking barbecue Becky instigating shit, mm. and and having its we're having it's our our civilians be these fucking eyes of 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 the government or whatever and it it pries too much into the private lives of of folks just wanting to fucking barbecue and then uh, the barbecue becky situation was was a lucky one where the the situation didn't escalate um but but i mean we've we've seen with examples of fucking Trayvon Martin, it 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 did escalate, and he uh, was shot and and died, and and nine times out of ten, it's it's going to be something like that, and and the government is just gonna, and then these folks get off, and so so for for the for the government to, to to have this power and i understand that it's it's for the right reasons but again 9 times out of 10 it's it it's used for all the wrong reasons and what good does it ultimately do because i mean terrorist attacks don't happen as as much as the government likes to think they do or, or would I mean yeah. most most well and they might say that they don't because of surveillance though you know I mean a, like there was of, how many a, years between Pearl Harbor and 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 whatever whatever terrorist attack there was in I, I guess maybe. 9/11. Well, well, I mean, I guess we could go a little bit further back than that with Saddam Hussein doing, or or maybe it was Osama bin Laden with with the first attempted attack on on the twin towers, where the bomb was like in the basement of it or the parking garage or or something, and, and that one failed. Uh, well, you know, 
But I guess nine eleven is the most prevalent, and and they're 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 I, I I struggle with it because I think there may be a need for intelligence, in a sense, um, because in a lot of ways that you know there 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 there's a lot to suggest now that Pearl Harbor could have been avoided because we had intelligence to suggest that um, that may occur, um, and it's about you know, there's a there's a big argument over between the CIA and FBI. Um, there was kind of a big, you know, push and pull between those two agencies over um, what to do with intelligence that we got to prevent 9/11 that we ultimately didn't do anything with, and you know, kind of yeah. So the, I mean, so, if- so so it's <laughs> like we had the intelligence at that point, and because of the bureaucracy, couldn't agree on what to do about it. Um, I'm not pro surveillance by any means, but it's like, you know, if you have it, don't even fucking it, use it. Well, then. yeah, and I'm saying that I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that in most cases it is unethical, and I don't approve of it. And a but in a wider kind of uh, view of it, I I think that it's super subjective because, you know, it's if it's if it's kind of left up to the administration or those who possess the power it's less about the tactic or the 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 thing itself and more about the use of it which is i think what you're getting at with the misuse you know so if it's something that is a tool used by a government for further oppression then it's absolutely not doing any good um very interesting so uh twitter uh, hit us up about joker's motivations and surveillance and and some of those things. We'd love to know what you think. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, next week we have uh, Revolutionary Left Radio's Brett O'Shea on to talk about the final film in the trilogy, um, The Dark Knight Rises. It's going gonna to be great. We're super excited. We super appreciate uh, him uh, giving us his time like that, and we hope you'll all tune in for that. So um, just to summarize, I think... You know, a couple of the, th- the thoughts I'm left with uh, uh, at, the, at the end of this thing. Um, you know, Batman ends up in the same scenario he began. A tool for reform in local government. You yeah, know? yep. Uh, but I will say as a, as a film, they did a great job of, of, of interweaving the Batman and the rise of the Joker kind of stories and... Um, and uh, the the juxtaposition of the different methods and philosophies were on display. Uh, I think it's really interesting. The movie is mostly a real world mob legal story thriller kind of thing with a just happens to have a really eccentric protagonist and antagonist. You know, I think that propels the movie instead of trying to make a Batman movie. I think he made a really great movie that has yeah. Batman in it. Yeah, um, agreed, agreed. So yeah, uh, overall, I uh, I really enjoyed it uh, and. And we hope you'll you'll tune in. We we do have some information uh, we need to share with you regarding a uh, a new host and uh, a couple of yeah. different things. You want? Yeah. So um, over the weekend, our host with uh, Casto crashed. Uh, we we thought they were going to raise the prices on us. Uh, just a, just a, a couple issues that we had with them, um, and so we. We're trying to find a, a, a quick solution. We switched hosts, and 
it, it turned out to, to be a, a, a damn fine switch. We're, we're now with Simplecast, uh, and we've also got our own website now, so that's fucking cool. Yep. So uh, check us out at theleftmediapodcast.simplecast.fm. Uh, you can you can find all of our episodes there. Uh, it's a cool ass little website for us, and and like I said, all our all our contents there. So, so yep. check us out. Follow us on Twitter at uh, Left Media Pod. Uh, we're on Facebook. We finally got our Facebook name changed. Uh, we uh, on there. We're the Left Media Podcast. So uh, and and leave us a, a, a rating and review on iTunes. Yes, please do. Uh, and we will see you next week. Alrighty, thanks everybody. All right, in solidarity, comrades. <laughs>